So I, I, I want to talk about knowing, because I, I'm thinking about Hunter. There's, you know, y'all get to be blessed by him in a certain way. But if you were to ask, ask me who Hunter is, I can have a different response than you all. Why? Because, man, I've been wiping his bottom, and I've been... <laughs> I've been feeding him. I've been eating after him. You know, you know, you know what I mean. And I've been with him through all the difficult things, you know, that he told in his testimony and all that stuff. And, and I, I tell you what, I, I, when I say who he is, it comes from living with him, experiencing him. And 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 there's things that I can say that he is that are still coming, you know. And I and 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 that's because I know him. And I was just thinking about that. You could, you know, we got, we got families here. We got people together. And there's something you can say about your spouse. There's something you can say about your employer <laughs> that you can say who they are based upon what you've experienced with them, right? And either it repels you or when, when you really believe in somebody, then that becomes a part of you. Does that make sense? <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit more about believing today because, I, I again, I want to be challenged in this. We, we're all believers here today, right? We all say, I believe. And, and you, know, um, you know, there was one man that came to Jesus and he said, I, uh, I believe, but help my unbelief. A lot of times it's not, it's not so much that we don't believe, it's just we've allowed unbelief to cover up the ability of belief to do things. Because belief isn't enough in itself, it needs some action. It's kind of like in our men's on, on Thursday, we were talking about, uh, you know, it's not enough to just be strong, you have to have courage. You're going to have to do something with it. <laughs> and it's not enough to just believe, because belief is, is like faith, isn't it? It is. And we're going to look at a description of it here. But unless there's an action given to it, there's no experience of its potential. And so um, we're going to look at, at actually who God is to us uh, because it'll, it'll give us a clue to actually uh, activating who we already believe he is. So how, how do you find out about who somebody is at, at all anyway? Uh, you can just hear some information, can't you? I mean, there's a whole bunch of people in the news right now that we could just say who they are based upon what we heard on whatever news channel you like to watch, right? Uh, um, but then if you go and actually work with them, there's going to be a whole different perspective of what that is, right? But you got to get some information. You have to have something. But it doesn't come real to you until you actually start to do something about that. So let's look at this verse here because it's not just who he is, but it's, it's what he does. And let's look at this, this passage that we're familiar with. And, and how we do this, God really cares about. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it was, don't you like just singing about his presence and, and who he is to us and just letting him be who he is? <laughs> so much of the time there, there's no limits to who he is he's, he's unlimited and we can say yeah I heard that before I just went over my head because I've heard it so many times before right but who he is is so deep it's so big it's so huge that us tapping into that is, is going to be something that's not just we, we can't just say, I've got it already, okay? Uh, let's look at Hebrews eleven six. 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible, impossible. Can you say impossible? impossible. To please him. So it's, it's not enough to just go to church. It's not enough to just be doing a bunch of stuff. Remember what Jesus said? He said, there's going to be a lot of people that show up and said, I, I said, Lord, Lord, I, I did works in your name. I did all these kinds of things, but, but what's, and he said, I don't, I don't know you because you don't know who I am. You don't know who I is. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't see me for who I, I really am. 
you haven't received that part. He says it's impossible without faith. Now, so it's, it's kind of like giving a description of what pleases him, and he, and he calls it faith. And then this next uh, phrase here, he says, for he who comes to God must do what? Believe that he is. And, you know, we can kind of just brush that off. Yeah, I know there's a God. There's a, there's a man upstairs. There's a greater power. There's, he, he exists. And I'd like to say, let's, let's don't just say that, yeah, I believe that there is a God. That is so empty. <laughs> that, is so, that is so shallow. Yeah. I mean, there's people all over the world believe that there's a God. But is he like Hunter to me? Because <laughs> I can tell you who he is based upon what? What I know about him. And what I've, I believe, not just about him, but in him. And you know what, Hunter, it's, it's, it's like I was telling him, he's changed my life. Hunter's changed my life because of how I believe in him. I've invested in him. <laughs> Does that make sense? So when it says he must believe that he is. There is so much more in that than we can just say, brush on and go to the next thing. No. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So there's two parts of who he is. It's what he's capable of and what he's going to do. There's two parts of, of his isness. <laughs> can you say isness with me? That's, that's not a word, right? <laughs> it is now. We just made up a word. <laughs> It becomes so critical to believe who he is. What can we say about who he is? Not just, not just information. Are you tracking me a little bit here? <laughs> so I'm going to have to find out something about him that I, I don't just know about, but I believe in. What, so, what do we say about believing? What does believing do? It's completely dead until there's an action associated with it, isn't there? Now, I'm going to get to something here really practical today because I believe that we should be growing in our belief continually. We should be protecting our belief. We should be doing something about it. If you remember the first time we talked about belief, it, it's what goes into the heart that determines what you do believe. In fact, the choice of what goes into your heart is the choice of what you're going to believe. And so when it comes to God, believing that he is is... is Finding out something about him that you're, that, that's not just going to go into your heart, but it's what comes out of it. And so, the last part of this, it says, he's a rewarder of who? Those who diligently. What's diligence? That's not like once a week, is it? That's like every day. That's like throughout the day, isn't it? That, that's going to be something that... <laughs> You know, in the Old Testament, it said, this, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate therein day and night that what? That you can make your way prosperous, that you can have good success. Those are the things that, that you believe God is for you, right? But it's not until you do something about it on a diligent basis. So, it says, he must believe that he is, but what is believing it's taking things that you find out, and we're not going to find out everything about him, are we? But we take what we do know, and it's, there's this really good principle that I, I think we really have to embrace, is that we better be doing something with what, who he is already to us. Because we do believe, right? But what are we doing with what we believe? And this becomes very critical. Otherwise, it's just dead. As great as God is, and as much as we believe in him, it's, it's there in our heart. We've received something into our heart. But until there's an activation of that, it's just dead. It's not doing anything for us. No, there has to be, there has to be this understanding. So in this, in this passage, it says you have to believe that he is. So we're going to have to find out who he is, right? <laughs> but then... We're going to have to believe that there's a result for me in seeking who he is for me. Does this make sense? 
Okay, we're, we're going to get into this because I, I, there's something very practical here today. I'm just really believing God that when we come together, it's not going to be just something that we, we go and we put in our time, but we get something that we get equipped to grow in who we are in Christ. And I want to challenge us today to not to, to take something with us that we can apply in our life. It's going to be real. Amen? Amen? So let's look at Matthew 17, 20. The seed that moves mountains is not just sown, but cared for. Can we look at this just a little bit different perspective here today? <laughs> so remember what happened. And we... Man, this, this story has a lot of applications. But remember what happened. The, the disciples, he sent them out. And it's kind of amazing because they really weren't that developed. But he gave them power over demons. He gave them power over, over works of the enemy to go out and cast out things and to heal. And, and the, the disciples were doing this. Isn't this cool? <laughs> he said, he, he didn't just say, this is all about me. He said, this is about we. Yes. He said, I'm going to do this, and then you're going to do it. But they ran into a hiccup. Why? Because they ran into something that looked like it was bigger than what they can handle, right? And it was this, this, this boy that, was, that had a, uh, like epilepsy, and, and he's just he's thrashing about, and he can't control himself. And they say they don't know what to do. And, 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 and they said, what's the problem? And he says, it's because of your what? Not because you don't have belief. It's because of unbelief. So here's, there's an issue that happens. As much as we can know something about God, there's a development of something inside of us that requires diligence yeah. to seek who he is more than what the world is around us. Yeah. And it's re going to require some steady diligence. Okay, I, <laughs> uh, I, I better not tell this. Um, Well, I, got, I have this workout thing that I've, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself on, you know, th this, kind of, this principle applies in so many different ways. But, but, you know, if you're trying to work out and get in shape, you, you better be doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be, at least need to be three times a week, isn't it? And how quickly does the, does the change come? <laughs> Why? Why? Because usually you give up, don't you? Right? And it's probably not because your diet is bad. Okay, Hayden's going to help me out. It's not just what you're doing physically, but your, your diet, too. It's what you're taking in, which is, it's, it's all part of this, isn't it? It's like, uh, but, but guaranteed. And, and, you know, you get these guarantees. You know, if you'll just do this. And I think, oh, yada, yada. But it's the truth. And so... I've been submitting to some of this. I won't go into too much detail because I don't want you to judge me later. If I don't. <laughs> but to, to allow something like this to affect you, you're going to have to be diligent to know that there's a reward on the other side of seeking the process that you've been given. And if you can just be faithful to it, not judge it right away, just be faithful to it. It will, it will bear fruit over time, okay? <laughs> Anybody identify with that? Happens in so many different ways, and, and you can't do it all in one day. This is, this is something I learned in college. It's, it's like, if I really want to succeed on that final test, I can't wait till the last week. I'm going I'm to have to be putting in information like consistently, diligently, so that it's actually there, <laughs> You can do that, but they say when you cram like that, it's gone the next day anyway, right? It's like it doesn't really stay if you want it to apply. But I want to look at this passage because this is, this is interesting. He says it's because of your unbelief. There has been a lack of development of something that you need to be doing diligently on a regular basis because it's not, belief is not the problem. Unbelief is. You know, my physique right now, muscles is not the problem. It's fat. It's what's on top of the muscles. Well, I could have some more muscles too. But I guarantee you, man, if I didn't, if, if I could just shed, if I could just shed, you would see a specimen. <laughs> All right, that's what I believe. I believe there's a reward on the other side of this, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I would like to look at what Jesus said in response to the, oh, okay. <laughs> That's, it, it, it's, there's a wonderful specimen, specimen waiting to be beheld in our belief if we can get rid of the unbelief. Can you see that? And so what did Jesus say about that? He said, it's because of your unbelief. It's because of that big bulge in your stomach. It's, it's because, he said, I, surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. And so many times, you know, we, we just want to say, wow, if I, just, if I could just get just even a mustard seed amount of faith. And that's how we think about that, right? I have. I've had people give me a mustard seed just so to inspire me. You know, like they put it on a little locket thing or something, you know, and it's like, okay. <laughs> he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Man, this is the thing I want to be inspired with. If belief only requires some development, to get some evidence on the other side of it. The mountains are moving. But it, what is he saying? I want to look at this mustard seed thing because you know what? A mustard seed laying on the table is not going to get any bigger than it was when you laid it there. What does a mustard seed need? So, I, so Hunter and or Braden and, and my wife went off to Louisiana. And, and Hunter, or I keep calling him Hunter. Might as well call him Tebow. You know, so we just go through the names. Uh, but Braden had a little uh, styrofoam cup. And he said, Poppy, I need you to water my pumpkin seed. He had his pumpkin seed sitting by the window. And man, I forgot a couple of days. You know, he, said, you got, he said, all you got to do is squeeze eight, squeeze eight times, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, and... Thank goodness, you know, they don't die completely on you in a couple days. But, so I, I got to get the moisture in. But you know what? That, that, that seed, and it's really cool because, you know, it starts sprouting. It starts coming out. You know, it starts. But what did it take? It didn't take just a seed. It took care, consistent care and protection. You got to protect it from insects. You got to protect it. So when I, when I saw this, it's like, wow, because you know what he goes on to say? He says it's not, it, and this kind doesn't come out, but by what? Fasting and prayer. So, and let's, let's keep talking about the mustard seed here because that mustard seed has potential, but it requires care. And so faith is the same thing. You can have a belief inside of you, and if you're not doing anything with it, it's just laying on the table. It's never going to sprout. Are you with me? Yeah? Because anything, what is faith? That, that's something about who God is that gets in you that if you don't do anything with it, it never sprouts. It never, never becomes anything. But if you take care of it, here's, here's the power of belief. Is when you care for that belief, now there's an eruption out of your mouth that you didn't work up. It was already there, but it got developed through diligence. Amen? And it became something that now you're not trying to work up faith when you need to. Here's the challenge for us. Most of the time, we wait until we're going through something to get out the healing scriptures. We can't wait to go through until we're going through something before we start singing the song we sang this morning. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. You know when you need to do that? All the time. <laughs> yes. I, seriously. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I know you're the choir and, and this is already going on. But I want to challenge in, us in this. What, who he, is he? Remember what he, he, what, what he told Moses when Moses said, who am I supposed to say you are? <laughs> He said, I am. That means anything that we could ever need, he is. But it's not applied. It's not, it's, not, it's not real until it's cared for, until we squirt it every day. Amen? And this is guaranteed, just like my body, if I just do it. 
Now, this is not the law. This isn't trying to, 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 to achieve some position. No, this is just taking care of what we've got. And without it, faith dies. All right? Are you with me? Yes. So, let's look at this seed faith as being a different thing. It's going to have to be cared for. And he said, if you do this, you're going to be able to speak to a mountain, and it's going to be moved. And here's the thing about that side of it, too. I heard somebody talking about that. He said, you know what? That, that doesn't mean that the, the mountain's going to pliff off like a deer and plop into the water. <laughs> Not necessarily. You know what? It could take a long time. It could start to erode. It could start because your faith isn't based upon what you're seeing. It's based upon what you've been caring for. Yeah. Sometimes we think, well, I just got to start saying something. No, you got to start caring for what you got. Who is he to you? Well, you know what? We could come up. We would all have something to say. Is he anything to you right now? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we need to make a list of who he is to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And then get serious about what am I doing with who he is. <laughs> right? Now, th this is not condemnation at all. This is potential. It's like, wow, I can do something with this. This is, this is like a tool. I can do something. I don't have, you know, so many times we, we can wonder where God is and wonder why this is happening and wonder why that has happened. And what have we been doing about what we said we believed about him in the first place? And if we're not taking care of that daily, <laughs> we're eating junk, we're not going to the gym, and we're looking like it. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> okay. So how 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 do you grow? Um, how how to grow is you consider what is that? That's just you consider who God is. Now, here's here's the thing. I've I've, I've been I've been doing this some of my own because sometimes you can get too into works on this side of this thing. And and what I want to encourage us in is there there's just like a switch you can turn on there. there Brother Hagin used to call it a switch of faith. He said, you just turn it on. And a lot of times we're going through life, we're experiencing so many other things, and sometimes we just need to say, oh, yeah, that's who God is. We just consider it. And again, it's, it's like I'm, I'm not going to, the mountain's not going to pliff off into the ocean right now, but something's happening every time I consider who God is and then I apply it. Now, and we're going to look what this is because it needs, everything about who he is needs to affect me now. And it's something we can practice. It's a very simple thing that we can do that we can apply. <laughs> and we will grow. We will grow into maturity if we do this. Otherwise, we can stay babies our whole life spiritually. And we can never get to a place where we can talk to a molehill, let alone a mountain, right? But we have something in the word that we can apply and we can make it real for us, amen? So let's look at Hebrews. And, and we looked at it earlier. This is the, this is the faith chapter, right? And if you'll notice that uh, after that verse we already looked at, that, uh, that God is only pleased by faith, it goes through a whole list. It talks about Noah, it talks about Abraham, it talks about all these different people. And every single one of them, what did they do? They took something who God was to them and they did something with it. They applied it in some way. Uh, but there, there's, a, there's a side. So, so when we're applying this principle of who he is, what we consider him to be, I want to encourage us to by faith be affected. Be affected in your emotions, in your, in your attitude, in your peace. Because this is the first thing he should be to us is our peace. He should be our rest. So there's this passage here in, in Hebrews 4.11 said, and it's kind of it's weird how this is said. It says, labor to enter into rest. That means it's, it's going to have to be intentional. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're going to have to put it on your calendar. 
It's going to have to be a, on your to-do list. It's going to have, if this is, if God really is this, then he's deserving of some attention. Right? Let us therefore be diligent. That word again, right? Diligence. That's going to be some consistent effort. That's going to be me doing something on a regular basis, right? To enter that rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So what happens in this process of who God is? What happened in the Old Testament? They, they didn't enter into the rest of who God was. And so they fell away into disobedience. This is what we can do. Even though God is everything. Everything we could ever need. He already is. And we can even recognize that. We can say, yeah, I believe he is. But it isn't until we enter into the rest of who he is. Does this make sense? Until, until it's touching our soul in a way that's bringing a gratification. You know what? As long as we're in anxiety, as long as we're worrying, as long as we're, you know, Buddy said that the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. What is the fear of God? That's when who he is gets bigger than what you're up against. And you're able to relax from what you're up against and enter into the rest of who he is. So let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Where is our problem? Where is, where's, the, where's the issue with belief? It's in our mind and in our hearts, isn't it? And what does it say about the word of God? He said, that's the solution for it. What is the word of God? It reveals who God is. Right? And so he says, you're going to have to labor to enter into this rest. So the reality of who God is revealed in his word begins to affect who you are, begins to affect your mind. He said, if you can do this on a regular basis, if you can do it consistently, diligently, what it's going to do, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your thoughts and the intents of your heart. That's where belief works, okay? And there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom he must give account. He is watching over his word to perform it. What's happening with his word? What are we doing with his word? And it becomes very critical. But what I want to point out here is it's not just to, enough to acknowledge who God is. You have to apply it to who you are. And it's got to affect your rest. You know what I mean by rest? <laughs> that's, that's the condition of your soul that surrounds your heart. Your heart is the believer part, Okay. Oh, let's keep going here because I want to get to this at the end. Romans 10, 8, it's readily available for continual consumption, care, and results. This is something that we continually have access to, but I want to challenge us. Let's be doing this, okay? Romans 10, 8. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. You know, a lot of times when it, when it comes to working out, we can say, well, I don't have time. Well, I don't... Uh, Want to, <laughs> right? I don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm not close enough to the gym. And, and that's the thing that I'm, I'm kind of doing. It's like I can do it at home. So I'm, I'm trying to get rid of excuses. And, and my excuse can be, I don't want to take that much time. Because usually I take a couple hours when I go to the gym. And uh, I don't have time for that. Nobody got time for that. No, <laughs> Right, <laughs> But we can come up with excuses why to not do stuff, can't we? And, and, and I think it's that way even with God. Sometimes we can say, well, I know that about him, but don't you know all this other stuff? And, and, and I'm so caught up with being worried about this. And, I'm, and, 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 and he says, you know what? This thing is really, really simple. It's right there in your mouth. The message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. So here's the thing about it. What happens... When, when, when we put who God is into our heart, right? We saw that in the previous verse. From his word, 
Now it becomes very important for it to become active, for it to become alive, is for it to come out of our mouth. And this is something we can do. You have to trust it, though. You have to say, you know what? I'm going to be diligent in this. I'm going to be faithful to this. Aren't you glad God's faithful to us? When we can look and act like numbskulls, he's still there steady for us. He said, I, I want you just to have that same thing with me. Just take my word. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will work if you just do it. Just take it and put it in your mouth. I'm just going to put some word in my mouth. Well, what's happening? Actually, when you put it in your mouth, you're releasing it from your heart. And you're allowing it to be alive. And what it does, it's, it's creating this, this mountain-moving ability that comes up inside of you. It's removing the ability of unbelief to affect you. Because you're cons so consumed with who he is. Okay, another confession. I'm trying to learn Spanish. And I... You got to do it consistently. And then what do you have to do? You have to remove English from the equation if you're going to actually learn it because you have to start thinking in, a, in that. God is so much more deep than Spanish. Sorry, but, but, but he is. And there has to be this consistency with him. We can't just say, oh, I already believe him. But what are you doing with him? Are you speaking his language? Is it coming out natural from you when, when you're going to go into something? You know, when, 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 <laughs> when you got to look for the toilet, you know, and you better be able to know Spanish when that's what they speak. <laughs> when you need a God move, you're going to need to speak faith in that atmosphere when there's a time of need. You're going to have to have that coming out. So there's going to have to be some preparation for that. Jesus said, you know what, the... Believing that I am is not the problem. Activating who I am, that's the problem. And it's so easy to develop. You just do it regular. You consider who I am. And then you enter into the rest of that reality by putting it in your mouth, making it real. You can question it all you want. But if you just do it, what do you have to lose? Right? And you'll be amazed how it can affect your whole outlook with things. All right? So I just want to go through some of these together. Can we do this together? Let's just practice this. Can we do it? All right. Are you up for this? Yes. Say woohoo. All right. What I'd like for us to do, and I'm going to go through four of these, but it's not limited to this. But these are some things about God that you could, you could say maybe are categories, something about him. And what I'd like for you to do is, is to be, you've already, if you've been in the word at all, you already have an understanding of who God is in things that are, re, that, that are regard, uh, relate to you. Don't you? You have things that, that you're already aware of. Because sometimes I think we can, we can, even when it comes to scripture, we can start trying to feel like we don't know enough yet. You know? Yeah. And, we, and we can turn it into a, a work. And really it needs to be a rest. So when it comes to his mercy, I don't need to understand that more. I need to just acknowledge it and let it wash over me. Amen? And it can happen just like that, like I just did. And you can say, well, that wasn't much. Do it. Just do it. Do it throughout the day. Let, and here's the thing. Even though we know he is merciful, unless we're Applying his mercy? Unless we're practicing it, just like we would for an exercise in our body? It's not real to us. Can we be challenged in this? <laughs> Amen? We, we need to make like a to-do list and say, God, I... Now, it, it, it will be natural. It will be something that, that comes out naturally. But it needs to be something we're doing intentionally. He said, you do this diligently. Right? So let's look at this. Because there does, it does need to be based on the word. And I've got some verses for each one of this. But what I'd like to do is let's go through these verses. But as we're doing this, let's enter into rest with regard to this. Can we do this? Yeah. Let's practice some reception of the reality of it. Amen? 
We've got to grow. We can, we can know that God's merciful and then still beat up ourselves and say, feel like we're condemned somehow. Amen? Let's, let's, and a lot of this begins right here. Healing begins with mercy. God said, I forgive you, right? So let's look at Romans 4, 7. Oh, what joy for, these, for those whose dis, disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy. Is there some emotion associated with this? Do you ever get excited about having your sins forgiven? He said, no, nah, that was just for the day that I got saved. No. This should be a reality in our, that if he's a merciful God, you know what this needs to affect is who we are. The mercy that comes out of us. And so when you let that wash over you, now it's becoming your nature. Not just something you're observing in him, it becomes your nature, right? Yes, what joy for those whose uh, record the Lord has cleared of sin. Can we just read this together? Can you do this with me? And when we're doing this, let's make ourselves part of this. Can we do this? You know, David was the one, this is actually quoting from David. But um, let's say this together. Let's go. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Can we just receive that right now? Amen? You know, it's a done deal, but it needs to be real. Amen? It will change our perspective on a lot of other things when we just look down there, and, and I encourage you, <laughs> let's, let's just look at it now. When you, when you see that, just look at merciful. Close your eyes and envision who he is with that. And then, you know what? You can start to get personal about it. You can say, he is merciful. He's forgiven all of my boo-boos. You can call it whatever you want. You know what I mean? But there needs to be an effect on our heart. And I encourage you, this, this can take five seconds, and it will affect you. It's who God is, isn't it? Is that who God is? What are we doing with it? Just making that for the world? No, it's for me. Right? And it has to be applied or it's not effective. Here's the thing about working out. And here comes, here comes our new worker out or the hobbling because he's been working out. Right? It's from running, Right? There, yeah, see, he was running. He was. was. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is what I'm finding out right now. Is I thought I had a good workout going on. And man, they got me doing these things. Man, oh, I can't sit down. <laughs> Why? Because working out isn't just doing one lift. It's, you got to cover the whole thing. Right? Especially your core. That, man, I don't like my core. Anyway. But you start to get one thing in, in, in place, and it starts to enhance not just that thing. It starts to bring help in other, in other ways, right? Uh, so let's go on to this next one. Faithful. Is God faithful? What does that mean to you? That means he's going to be there, isn't he? He's always there for you, right? Now look at... In what regard, though, and I like this, James 117 says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. This is his nature. He's a giver of good things, right? Oh, man, you can meditate on that, can't you? You can, you can allow it to wash over your soul, especially when you're in time of need, right? <laughs> Who created all the lights in the heavens, and this is the part that's really cool, is he never changes. Or cast a shifting shadow. He's faithful. He's always faithful. Amen? Now, you can say, yeah, I done already know that. But what are you doing about it right now? Either makes it alive 
or it might as well be dead. Amen? And what does it take for his goodness to be applied in your life? It's going to take some faith, isn't it? It's going to take consideration of who he is and application of it, where it affects your soul and causes you to enter into rest. Amen? Let's say this together, can we? Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He is faithful. In his goodness that he gives to us, he's not deciding whether he wants to today or not. He's not changing on us. Aren't you glad for that? But until you're considering that on purpose and you're making it a, 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 a nature of who he is, you're putting it in your mouth and you're saying that. Amen? And allowing it to wash over you. I'll tell you, especially when you're going through something, allow who he is to wash over you and it will change everything about your perspective. Can we do another one here? He's our supply. Philippians 4.19, let's say this together. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And, and there's so many more, you know. But just saying that, let's say it together again. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So what you can say is he's providing for all my needs according to his riches. He's a provider. He's not just, he doesn't just come up with good gifts. He provides. Right. Amen? Amen? So now I can just look at that word supply and it can trigger. Amen? We need to be triggered by who he is. What's our relationship with him? It needs to cover him. Amen? Let's look at one more healer. Now, what I like about this passage, healing is a part of it, but man, it, it covers so much about who God is here. So let's read this together. Let's say it out loud. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Now we, uh, I'm sorry, I gotta just stop there. You gotta talk to your soul, don't you? Yeah. You gotta put it in your mouth. You gotta start saying, this is who God is, soul. Yeah. Be affected by it. Be happy you silly thing, <laughs> right? I'm not letting you get by with that kind of attitude. I'm talking to you. Okay, let's see. I won't stop you this time, all right. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know what made David's heart after God? What he kept thinking about who God is and not just letting it sit there on the table unsplashed with water. <laughs> he cared for who God is. Amen? He put it in his mouth. He talked to his soul about it. And he said, we're gonna get excited about this. Amen? <laughs> so let me just do this let's just close our eyes can we do this no we've already said these scriptures should have done this before we should have like did a checkup how am I feeling right now but we need to do this we need to monitor where, where are we at in, our, in the condition of our faith in the condition of our joy in the condition of our soul in our rest, are we struggling? Are we resting? But then, let's take whatever condition, we're, wherever we're at, let's close our eyes, let's just, I'm just gonna say the word, and let's allow a vision who, of who God is, how it applies to our life right now. We might have done something that would cause us to be challenged. His mercy, he is, he is merciful. He is merciful. Lord, I don't, I don't want to just, I don't want to know, just know that you're merciful. I want to activate your mercy in my life. Just like I can say who Hunter is, Lord, I want to be able to 
say who you are because I've experienced it. Hallelujah. And Lord God, I want you to know who I am because I am activating your mercy in my life. Oh, I want this to be a relationship thing. God, affect who I am as I activate your mercy now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, think of his faithfulness. Think of his faithfulness. Lord, we allow there to be a, a transformation of our perspective of who you are right now that's completely different than anything else that we're exposed to. Anything else that we've experienced, you're different than that. You're faithful. You don't give and take away. <laughs> Lord, you're always pouring out yourself upon us. Hallelujah. Lord, we receive of that confidence we can have in your faithfulness. There's no shadow of turning in you. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that you're our supply. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. Hallelujah. This is who you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's think about him being our healer. The one that satisfies those needs in our heart, in our life. Hallelujah. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Rest in the Lord your God, my soul. Awaken the reality of who he is in you, my soul. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Be affected by the drawing out of who I believe God is in my heart. Be affected my body by the reality of who God is. I will not let you remain. There will be diligent application, intentional, purposeful application of who God is, my soul. And you will be transformed from an attitude of victimhood to one of an overcomer. I will be diligent in this. Know that this is coming. The word will be in my mouth on a daily basis. I will consider who my God is. And it will not be a small thing to me, but it will grow. It will grow so that, the, that, that there will be a removal of those things that would detract, that would cover up that belief inside. And that there will be a release and a freedom from that, for that belief to speak its power. Hallelujah. And the reality of who God is will be the declaration of the testimony of my life. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we receive of this gifting that you've given us in your word. Lord, we receive and we believe. We will grow. We will allow it to be real in our life today. Hallelujah. I just encourage you today. You're, you're challenged in, in believing in yourself. You're challenged in, in believing in, in the reality of who God is. In this very moment, allow the, the truth from the Holy Spirit to wash over your heart right now. There's an anointing right now 
And what that anointing is, it's not something that you have to receive from outside. It's the life of God on the inside of you already that gets too big for the shackles of unbelief to hold anymore. And I speak to that place in your heart right now that has been covered up. Covered up in discouragement, covered up in sin. There's been a weight of, of giving in to things that are not right. And there's a power, there's a tool for you right now in the simple application of who God already is to you to just declare it. That word is in your mouth. It's a word of faith. It's a word of power. And you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for an application from the inside. Release the anointing from the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand up with me? I encourage you to... Uh, not let today go by without applying this reality in your life. There's four things right here. I guarantee if you will just do these things regularly and then track where you're at. It works. You grow in it. Amen. I encourage you, if you're already doing this, be encouraged in it. Amen. Let's don't allow things that are not happening to determine our belief. Let's don't allow which direction the wind is blowing to decide what we believe. Amen. The word of God is, is powerful. It's strong. Said, Just put it in your mouth. Just put it in your mouth. Allow there to be a putting in your heart and a releasing from your mouth. Amen? And who he is is going to be liberated to be amazing in our lives. Amen? Man, I'm so challenged by what they did back in the New Testament. They, they went around doing the works of Jesus. He said, we're supposed to do those same things. I believe this is critical for this. Amen? We have to be we have to be building ourselves up on our most holy faith. We've got to be nurturing these things. And this is the spraying of the water that's going to allow the seed of faith to become not just a seed on the table, but growing up and becoming powerful. This is what God has given us. Amen?